is our God. How great and faithful is our God. How great. How great is our God. How great is our God. How great is our God on this morning. He's worthy, he's worthy. How great is our God. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. He's a name above all names, above all problems, above all conditions, above all lack, above all want, above all need. How great is his name. And that's our God. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning to all. Well, let me turn this off. Um, I don't know why this thing, I can't never control it. So um, this is another day that the Lord has made and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. It is Sunday morning. It is a live Sunday morning on this beautiful uh, May the 15th. May the 15th is today. Uh, and so we rejoice because God has given us life. He's given us health. He's given us added strength. And he's just a good God. He's just a good God. So we're going to rejoice in this day. Um, we are going to start something new on today. And today we will uh, just scratch the surface, as it were, with what I have called the money series. We're going to talk money, 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 money. I um I did my project dissertation on uh, and my research on um um the um financial literacy of African American millennials. That's what I did that on and so um this is not something that I'm just kind of going at uh off the cuff this is something that's been a part of my life and has been a concern for me for many many years and that is um the condition the problems that we face as a people but moreover uh to personalize it um it's about our people because i feel like the crux of the deprivation if you will it, it lies within the African-American community. And so it has been a quest of mine to help um, my people, and that's not to minimize any other people, but it is to, to go to where I feel the problem is the deepest. 
and that is um, with African American people. And so um, um, that's why I've done a lot of research and study. So I've compounded that with um, with uh, practicality and spirituality. So we have a we have a um, a dual um, a dual um, direction to to resolve this issue, if you will, with with uh, money. Now, the the crux of this series is going to lie uh, in the scripture recorded in Ecclesiastes ten and nineteen, and what that says there in Ecclesiastes ten and nineteen. Because I I I look at it all the time. But because we're introducing this, I'm going to uh, I'm going to read it so you all can have it. And I, I want this to be a mantra in your life as well, to be a staple. And it says here in Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, it says a feast is made for laughter. And I'm reading out the King James Version. And it says, and wine maketh merry. So now we have two things going on. We have a feast and then we have. Well, we have a feast which is made for laughter, okay? And then it says, and wine maketh merry. Wine maketh merry. Okay, so in order for you to get there, this next thing, you got to have this in order for that to happen. It says, but money answereth all things. But is the conjunction with a difference. It says, but money answereth all things. So in other words, if it is a thing, then money answers it. If it is a thing, then money answers it. Again, if it is a thing, then money answers it. Now, when you look at that and we drill down, there's very few things that we do in life where money does not attach itself to. Again, if we look at that scripture up a little bit, it, you know, if you it, it says here, if a feast is made for laughter and then wine maketh merry. OK, but all that, even with that, you have to have money. Uh, if you if you go out and you hurt yourself, then you go to the hospital, you, you're going to need money. If you if you need food, you, you have to have money. Uh, if you're going to live in a house, then you have to have money. Uh, if you've got to put gas in a car or if you want to own a car, you have to have money. The I don't think I have to drive that much further. Uh, the, the issue here is, is that uh, money is the thing that most people go after. Most people go after. I was I remember one day I was in church and, uh, you know, we call it when the spirit get high and everybody was so-called in the Holy Ghost. And the pastor said, uh, or the preacher, the evangelist at the time, he said, somebody just dropped $20 on the floor, $20. Now, everybody is in the spirit and they, you know, they getting what God has given them and so on and so forth. Now, you would think that, you know, if you're being blessed by God, that everybody will remain in the spirit, right? But what, what had happened was, is everybody stopped dancing. They stopped shouting. They stopped doing all that and they looked down. So in other words, the spirit went that way. They looked down to see where that $20 was at. Because it is very germane 
and it's very essential. It is something that uh, has become indispensable for us to live without. Okay, and so we basically put that at the apex. It is the the top of the hierarchy. It is it is all the way at the top. Um, you you have money, and you have health, and you have love. Okay, so or physical uh, satisfaction, I'll say that. So those are the things that most people that are in this world that live in bodies like this, that's what they go after. Okay, so uh, we're going to we're going to deal with that now. Let me just pause, and I want you because uh, I'm I'm tired today. You know, my I, I celebrated my graduation um, on yesterday. Woohoo! Got uh, got a chance to walk across the stage, and my children they celebrated me. They took me out and they got me drunk last night. No, I'm kidding, but. Um, yeah, we, we celebrate it and I'm just tired, but I'm tired from a lot of things. Um, so I'm, I'm going to touch on this and, and get us started with this. But I want you. I want you to tag as many people as you can. I want you to share. I want you to like because this right here is one that if I blow my own horn, uh, I want to act the algorithm to to get in the mix with this one because we're going to talk about money and we're going to be on this money conversation for a little time. And I promise you that by the time we finish up talking money, you are going to be enlightened. You're going to be strengthened and you're going to understand money in a way that you've never understood it before. Money is not what you're going to discover. It is it is not about the green dollars that we see. OK, so I know everybody going to get excited. So, yeah, we're going to talk about money and I'm going to teach you how to get rich. I'm going to teach you how to get rich. I, I am. I am. I'm going to teach you how to be rich and wealthy and blessed. But it's not going to be like you think. OK, but it is going to be the design of God. But in order for you to understand the design of God, we have to go deeper. All right. And so this now becomes the, the crux of our conversation, because most people just want to see a bank account that's full. OK, well, whatever you if you want to go on vacation, you got the money in the bank, you want to buy a car, you got the money in the bank credit whatever it is that you have money. Okay. And your, to you, your definition of money is uh, green, the presidents and all that kind of stuff. Well, that is not God's definition of money. And so I am going to talk to you about God's definition of money, rich wealth is wealth and uh, abundance and prosperity and all that. I know ultimately you're going to say, but we have to have the green dollars and you are absolutely right. And I'm going to show you how you can obtain that. And so we're going to go on a journey. So I want you to uh, get as many people as you can. And I want you to share and to like and all that. And y'all know I normally don't do that. I normally don't do that. And the information that I'm going to give you is going to th this is uh, this is premium information. This is going to be apex information. 
This is going to be information that most churches, a lot of pastors, okay, will not, they don't even know. They won't give it to you. Now, I don't, I don't have a church per se. This is kind of like what you would call a parachurch. Uh, but I'm giving you information that I don't get offerings from. Okay, so that in itself, is, it should tell you a lot about the person that's delivering the mail. Okay, I'm trying to get you out of a hole. I ain't trying to get nothing from you. I'm trying to get something to you. And most people won't listen. And I'm not, I'm not asking nobody to send me anything. Okay, I'm blessed. Okay, just it's just simple as that. I'm blessed. Um, so and I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And so this is a critical, it is a critical uh series that we can really get into the money series, the money series, but it's the money series how God sees it. And so I want us to turn to the book of Exodus. And again, I'm going to start this series, we're gonna talk about it. Uh we're going to graze the surface and then and then we'll continue. And the reason why we it's going to be maybe a little, you know, like I say, we won't just talk about it today, uh, introduce it because I'm tired and I, I don't I'm, I'm tired. I, I have not even had a chance to really even look at this. OK, so but don't worry, it's going to be all right. We're going to get there in Exodus chapter number three and verse eight, Exodus chapter number three and verse eight. Exodus chapter number three and verse eight. And pardon me for not putting it on the screen, but I've got so many other scriptures that uh, in my in my banner section that um, that I, I got to use for Wednesdays that I just it's just too much. It says here, and I am come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptians, out of the land of the Egyptians and to bring them up, to bring them up, out, up, and out of that land unto a good and large and unto a land flowing with milk and honey, to a good and large into a land flowing with milk and honey, okay? unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Now, this is the plan, the mind, and the heart of God. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you can get just that one verse, that one scripture your deliverance, your prosperity, your wealth, your riches, and all of it is tied into that particular verse right there. That verse right there with the understanding of that verse, if you can grab it, it's going to make you rich. It's going to make you rich. Now, let's talk about that. So here it is. So God is saying, he says, I am come down to deliver one of the, the greatest uh, challenges that we have today is that we need to be delivered out of poverty. We need to be delivered out of lack. We need to be delivered out of not enough. We need to be delivered out of a restricted place, okay? 
Now I'm going somewhere. I need y'all to stay with me because all this, I'm going, I'm going to put it all together. I promise you when you get finished again, tag your folks, share, like all that, because we on a rich journey. This money series is going to be on a rich journey. All right. He says, so I am come down to deliver. That's what deliver means. It, it, it's a place that is in lack and is in need. It is in it's wanting. It's wanting. And it speaks to your condition. Now, we know God was talking about the children of Israel and what was going on with the children of Israel in the place or the land that they were at. And so God didn't want that. And by the same token, God, for you, you know, people look around. I need money. I need this. I, you were in a place of, of, of Egypt. You are in an Egyptian economy and you are uh, you are in a in a you are positioned to for God to come down and to bring a deliverance to you. You need to be deliverance, healed and set free. So he says here. He says, deliver them out of the hand now, out of the hand. That means the oppressor, oppressor. You, you need to hear all these critical words that there is something that is holding you down. There is something that is that is that is squashing you, that is pressing you, that is oppressing you, that is keeping you in this particular posture or that is keeping you in this particular place. He says that I need to, uh, to uh, deliver them out of the hand, the hand now, the hand that presses down, the hand that grabs, the hand that holds, the, the hand that restricts. Now watch this. He says out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now the word Egyptian here, I don't want us to think about it in terms of geographic, a space. I want you to look at it in terms of its nature, what its design was, what, what its purpose was to do to you. And because the same thing is happening here in this particular land, in this particular space with them, is the same thing that's happening to you in the land where you are, whether it's on your job, whether it's in the city, whether it's in your mind. What your, your intellect, your your lack, whatever it is, it is a hand and it's an Egyptian oppression, uh, oppressed place or uh, an oppressed hand that's upon you. Now, the word Egyptian here comes from the Hebrew word Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. It means a, a place, it, it means Egypt or a narrow place a narrow place. It means a place that is restricted. Now, when we look at it geographically, Egypt is not a small place, but we, when we look at it in terms of what its purpose is, and I just said something right there, because why is it that so many of us around, when we look around, we live in this big world. We live in this, they say it's the land of uh, freedom and opportunity and all this type of stuff. So you have all that geographically. When you look around, it, it seems like it's enough for everybody. It's enough to breathe. And yet it's restricted. And yet it's narrow, but it's narrow to you. Now we're going to get there. It's not narrow to everybody. It's not narrow to everybody, but it's narrow to somebody's. 
And those somebodies become a lot of bodies. And that's who I'm, that's what this series or who this series is targeted to. So Mitz, Mitzrayim is a place of Egypt. It deals with the, the character. It deals with the intent or the purpose. And it means to be in a narrowed place. Now watch this. Okay, the Egyptians, the hand of the Egyptians, Egyptians, and to bring them up, to bring them up because you're down, to bring them up because you are down. Now, I know this don't sound like money yet, but, but trust me, stay with me. It's going to sound all the way like money, all the way live like money, because they're down to bring you up because you are under the hand of the Egyptians, which means you are restricted and you are in a narrow place, but there is a reason for your restriction and there is a reason for you being in the place that you are in. Trust me, we are going somewhere with this series. Now watch this. And to bring you up and out of that land, of that place where you have become comfortable in, that place of a handout, that place of need, that place of lack, that place of dependence. See, I, I got to wait on my check to come next month. I I, I need, you know, massa. And when I say massa, I, I'm not trying to be funny with this, but, you know, next Friday, I'm going to get it. Or in the next two, I get paid every two weeks. All that, that is restricted. That is narrow. That is the hand of the Egyptians. God never intended for you to be like that. And so this right here, what I'm trying to get you, open you up, open up your understanding and your mind to show you another side. Now we're going to get, we got to move out of deprivation and we got to move into prosperity, but it's going to be the way that God planned it to be up out of the land unto a good land and a large a good land and a large. Now, the word good here in the Hebrew, it means without me giving you all like I did here with uh, Mitzrayim, y'all can check it out in the Strong's. But the word good here means to be agreeable because that's where you need to be. It's agreeable with who you are. It's agreeable with the calling on your life. It's agreeable with the one that made you, created you. You were made in the image and the likeness of God. So if you were made in the image and the likeness of God, why is why is poverty all around you? Why is lack all around you? Why is it that you can't speak something and it becomes what you say it is? So now he says that I'm going to bring you into a good land, a good land, an agreeable space, an excellent land, a rich land, a valuable land, an appropriate land, a prosperous land. And watch this. He says it means here a good understanding of man's intellect. Now, that is important. That is really a place that I need to pause and park for a minute, but I'm going to move on for the sake of brevity. Because ultimately what you're going to see, it is the lack of your understanding that's got you in a place of poverty. And because you don't understand certain things, which you're going to get to in the messages going forward, it's the reason why you sleep and you slumber when you should be awake and working and mobile and 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 
and, and searching and seeking and asking and doing your due diligence in order to accomplish that which God has provided for you. He's not going to just hand it to you. So we're going to get there. Now, it says here, he says, and to a good land and a large unto a land flowing flow. The word flow here means to gush out, gush to gush out. God don't want to just give you a little something. He don't want to give you week to week. He don't want to give you paycheck to paycheck. He don't want to give you just, just enough. He don't want to give you that. He wants your cup to be overflowing, running over. That is the plan in the heart of God for all of his people. He wants the blessings. He wants the prosperity. He wants the riches. He wants the wealth. He wants it to gush Flowing means to gush, to gush out, to gush out, to gush out. I want that to get into your spirit because that's what God wants for you today. So a, a land that is flowing, now watch this, flowing with milk, flowing with milk, and I'm almost through, flowing with milk and honey. Now, here's where we have theological tension. And this is a place where I part. When I say I part, it means that uh, the, the intellectual prowess of Strong's, Strong's the, the, the definition in the dictionaries and all this stuff that we get when we start to do theological study, it means that that's where their understanding and their intellect stops. Because when I go and I do the research and we look up milk and honey, it does not do the text justice. So now I have to move into what is called isogesis. That means to I have to hear from God. I have to get a revelation from God because the text is not giving me enough satisfactory information in order to bring about a deliverance in my life. Because now I need to know, well, God, if this is what you want for me, and this is the land that you want to get me to, what in the world does milk and honey have to do with green dollar bills? I am so glad that you asked me that. Because when you look at it, that by definition, milk does not, it, when, you know what, I'm not, I'll, I'll let y'all look at it because I don't have time. If I start giving you definition of the milk and money, it just, it just takes me off, off track. Milk and honey in and of itself, when you read it in context, in context, context, it has nothing to do with money, but but it does have everything to do with money. And herein lies your problem, because this right here shows it proves where your intellect stops. And and I really want to say this to our people. I want to say it to everybody because I want all God's people to be prosperous and to be blessed. But but especially, especially to the household of people of color, black people, because we are at the bottom of the barrel for the most part. When you look at it statistically and historically, we are at the bottom of the totem pole as it relates to prosperity. OK, so now what God is saying here is that I'm going to bring you into a land that is gushing out and it's overflowing with milk 
and with money. Now, this is the part where the intellect comes into play and where it says here a good, a good. And I gave you by definition that a good means one definition of it is a good understanding of man's intellect. It deals with the intellect, the capacity of a man. A lot of people, they ask me over and over again, they say, why are you uh, going so, so you're just driving this, this uh, school thing? Just, I mean, what's the purpose? Why do you continue in school? I, you know, this would be my fourth degree. All right. And I could have stopped years ago. I, I could have been stopped. I didn't do this for I didn't do this for money. I, did, I promise you I didn't do it for money. I'm not even maybe maybe, you know, it'll bring money. I, I don't know what if it will or not. But my heart has nothing to do with money on the tail end. My heart has everything to do with a call that I heard from God and information that I can give to bring about deliverance to a world that is suffering. And so I've got to do more. I've got to, I've got to take it to the apex. That means that I have to obtain an intellectual uh, capacity that is beyond normal. And I'm doing that not only for myself, but I'm doing that for you as well. So they say stop, but I couldn't stop because if I would have stopped, then the, it, it would have stopped the blessing for you. If I would have stopped, then I would not be able to even bring you this message to differentiate uh, what, what milk is and by definition of the books and revelation and what honey is by definition of books and revelation. So now we have to understand this because this is critical and it is what God wants to give to us but it is now translated into money, milk and honey. So let's deal with it. So when we look at milk, when we look at the word milk, how can we understand milk as something that's going to bring about money? And what, what does that do to me intellectually? Or how, how must I understand or process it intellectually in order for me to possess this what is in the land a a land that is gushing out with milk and honey now my brother said something to to the the congregation of people at my dad's funeral and it stuck with me because i you know little phrases catch phrases stuff like that i i don't i don't really ascribe to it but i thought about this one he, he talked about he said that my dad, when he was coming up, he got something out of the mud. He was a man that had an eighth grade education. He was not well-spoken. He would, he would mix his words all up. And yet he was a very prosperous man. He knew something that a whole lot of folks that was well-spoken, that had education and all that stuff, they did not have or they did not know what he knew. And so he was able, as my brother said, he says he got it out of the mud, which means that the low point, meaning that he got it out of a place that most people are not supposed to be able to get it out of. And he contrasted with his son and his business. He said his son says they, oh, he got the insurance business out of the mud. When my brother said, oh, no, you ain't got nothing out of the mud. This was my business. I've already made it what it is. 
And now I just bring you on board and, and it's for you to continue. So what God was saying here, or what I would say that my brother is saying, it gave me a revelation, is when you get it out of the mud, you get it out of the earth. You get it out of the earth. Getting it out of the earth means this, that I have all provisions for you, but now you have to figure out a way to mine, M-I-N-E, to mine it like you mine gold, like you mine silver, like you mine brass, to mine it out of the earth. I've given you all provision, but you've got to figure out a way to get it out of where it is to you, to get it out of that form and to tra transpose it into the form that's going to bless you. I was going down the street the other day and I was look, I was going past the forest and I looked at all those trees. Now the translation of all those trees, I thought about the next house that I was going to build. And I said, you know what? The house that I'm going to build is right there, but it didn't look like my house. It didn't look like it. It looked like all these big bark trees with leaves and all that stuff in it. What was God saying to me? That is your house, but it's in a different form. And so it is up to you now to figure out how to mine that area to get those trees because the house that I want is going to be made out of what the trees consist of. It's going to be made out of that. So now I've got to take it from there. This is where the intellect comes in at. This is where the wherewithal, this is where the engineering and all that comes into place that we have to arm ourselves with in order to be prosperous, to order to be on the receiving end of a land that is gushing out, flowing with milk and with honey. Now let's go on. Let's go deeper. So when you look at this thing called milk, when you look at this thing called milk, okay? So we, again, we're getting it out of the ground because it the ground pieces, when, when you go back, you look creation and God made us out of the dust. All creation was made out of the ground. It, it God took what he had already created and then he spoke into it and it became what he said it was going to be. And that is the same thing that you are supposed to do. So let's look at, let's look at, let's look at milk. From an intellectual space, when we look at milk, because this is what God says, and this is why it's so important. And people read the Bible and they say, yeah, but I read it. My, I know nothing. I know nothing when they're talking about. And the reason why you don't understand is because, number one, your the word of God is not intellectual. The word of God is spirit. That's the reason why Strong's couldn't get a good definition for milk and for honey, because it is spirit. And so uh, you have to understand it by the spirit. That's where the truth is at, by the spirit. So when you look at milk, now we got to say, how does milk bless me? Because God don't say nothing about money right there in the text. He says that I'm going to bring you out unto a land that is flowing, flowing, gushing out with milk and honey. So now we got to say, well, well, God, this is strange. What, what this is, what this is, this, D-I-S, is, what is this? What do you mean by a land that is flowing with milk and honey? 
What does that have to do with my prosperity? I am so glad you keep on asking these good questions because what it has to do with your prosperity is everything. Now, here's the problem, uh, us folks, a lot of us folks, because a lot of not us folks, they have found a solution to this and they know what's on the other end of milk. How do you get milk? How do you get milk? How is milk processed? So in order for you to get milk, you have to have cattle. I'm preaching good already. I'm teaching good already. Stay with me. You have to have cattle. It ain't just cows. It's goats and all types of four-legged animals. But what do you have to know about goats and cows and all that intellectually in order to bring the money out of the milk? Because it's what God is saying is that there is money in the milk. See, we ain't living back in Egypt time. We living in, in the 21st century. So now I've got to intellectually, creatively figure out what is it out there that don't look like money today, but it is money. I just got to figure out how to mine it out. So he's showing us in the text with the Egyptians. He says that it is my desire to bring you into a land that is flowing, gushing out with milk and honey. So in order for you to get it out, here's, here's the things that you're going to have to do. And I'm just going to give you a truncated explanation for this. You've got to understand how to manage cattle. That means you got to know the nature of cattle. That means you got to understand what diseases cattle uh, they can get. You got to understand what to feed cattle. You got to understand how cattle are nature. You got to be out there. You got to have land. You, you, it's a whole, all the, the anatomy or the anatomies that go along with uh, agriculture and raising animals and all that type of stuff. You got to know that. Hence is the reason why farmers now, and just uh, as a uh, parenthetical insert, do, if y'all don't know this, you can check this out. They are now, because of the, the, the um, um, corruption in the land, the corruption in the land, they are paying certain corrupt farmers they are paying them in an exponential uh, gain to, to not produce fields, crops, to not. I, in other words, there are people, governments, politics that are involved in play right now. And what they are saying is we will give you more money to not produce, mass produce, than you would you would make if you were to produce it. There's an agenda that's behind it. What is the agenda? The agenda is to bring about inflation. The agenda is to bring about famine. All these is to bring about an, a, a, an agenda that's going to say, we've got to change the conditions in the world, change the conditions in a land to make people now to start having people like puppets we've got to get in control how do we get in control we make people think something other than what it really is that's how we do it anyway 
That was just a sidebar. So when we look at all this, we say, okay, how now do we manage? How, how do we, because God does not tell us about all that. He just says milk and honey. And so we've got to figure out intellectually creative science. That means now we got to understand science. That means that we got to understand biology. All these things, y'all, that people knocked me for. Y'all rather go to church and hear. Y'all rather, you rather hear all that. And then when you go home, I ain't knocking it because, you know, it. May, I'm just like you. It make me feel good, too. But at the end of the day, I don't live paycheck to paycheck. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I got four degrees. At the end of the day, I go work where I want to go work at. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference. In other words, I am trying to position you where you have options. Options. Options is critical. But yet you will set back. And the people that don't have, they criticize the people that do have. And all you got to do is do what the people that do have. You just got to do that. What does that mean, though? That means that you got to do something different other than what you are doing now. Because what you want me to do is to give you or what you want God to do is to give you money just to give it to you. And he says, if I give it to you, you can't handle it. Let, let me let me show you something. Let me show you something. You can't handle it. Um, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I want you to go to Exodus 13 and 17. And I'm and I'm gonna close. I ain't near through. I ain't near through. I got I got word. I got some word. I want you to go to Exodus 13 and 17. I want to show you something. Uh, where am I at? Exodus 13 and 17. I'm in a whole different book. Exodus 13 and 17. I'm gonna show you something. I want to show you something. 13 and 17. And it says here. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Now, this is we still talking about coming out of that land. It says here that when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, Philistines. He led them not. That means that he did not permit them to go. He says, although that was near. Although that was a quicker pathway, although that was what God wanted to do, although God wants to bless you, although God wants you to be rich, although God wants you to be wealthy, although God wants you to come out and he wants you to come out expeditiously. That means quickly right now and in a hurry. Watch this. He says, although it was near for God said, less peradventure, perhaps the people repent when they see war. In other words, when they see opposition, when they see a restriction, when they see that I got to go to school and get a degree or I've got to work or I've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning or I've got to be creative. I've got to do something other than what I do. That's war that goes against the nature of a person, what they want to do, what's going to make them feel good. Watch. He says, and they turn back to Egypt. 
He says, here's, here's what he's saying. He says, I wanted to bless them. I wanted to do this for them. He says, but I led them not by way of the Philistines. Why did he bring up the Philistines? He says, because the Philistines introduced opposition. That means the in, the Philistines are the judges. The Philistines are the legend, are the uh, the uh, ju the judges, the the lawyers, the engineers, the scientists. They are they the bankers. They, they're the politicians. They're the presidents. They're all that. So once you see that, you freeze up. You say, "Oh, I can't do this. This is too hard." If I go there, they, they want me to take trigonometry and geometry and, and, and statistics. This is too hard. Or, or I got to memorize this historical event. My mind ain't sharp enough. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. And God said, that's the reason why you can't. But that's the reason why you're going to stay where you are, right, right, right where you are. And the Philistines and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Canaanites and all them are going to continue to be satisfied in the space and the land that I gave you that was overflowing with milk and honey and it belongs to you, but because you're scared, Every time you see war, every time you see opposition with yourself, the challenge is with yourself, not somebody else. The challenge is when you look at the first time somebody tell you no, then you turn around and you say, well, they said no, I can't have the job. Whatever it is, we back down. And so he says, because you back down and your mind is not conditioned because you feel like you cannot succeed, you feel like you can't do it. You feel like you are grasshoppers amongst giants. He says, I got to lead you now by way of the back of the desert. That's how I got to do it. Oh, I'm talking money. I'm talking money. You see, because a lot of y'all said, well, I thought he was going to talk about stocks and bonds. I'm going to get to it, but it ain't it ain't up front. It's towards the end. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm a did it all. I'm, I can talk about all of them, all the different levels. We're going to get to stocks and bonds and crypto and investments. We're going to get to it. But we got to start here. Why? I got to get your mind out of the mud. I got to get your mind out of the mud. So he says, because fear, fear has come upon you. And when fear comes upon you, he says, I can't work in fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love and power and a sound mind, according to Timothy. He says, so because of your attitude, your, 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 your position, your disposition, because of that, he says that I got to keep you going in circles. Don't that sound like us? Don't that sound like People of color, you got you got to keep going in circle. You got to keep on making babies in order to manipulate the system. And so they can give you an extra uh, a raise of an extra 40, 50 dollars per kid. OK, that ain't helping you. That ain't helping you. But but that's your mind. Why? Because you don't want to look at milk and honey back to honey. And then I'm going to close with the, the latter part of. Exodus 3 and 8. So we dealt with milk just a little bit, truncated uh, definition. The other part was milk and honey and honey. What do we do with honey? 
okay, so milk, we, we figure we attach that to cattle. But now, in order for the cattle to be able to graze, in order for them to be able to eat, in order for the grass and all that stuff, you got to do something else while y'all swatting down bees. So if he's going to give you a land that's overflowing with milk and honey, that means that you got to know something about bees. Why? Because without the germination of bees, crops don't grow. Food don't grow. What does that mean? You don't eat. You don't eat without pollination. Where does pollination come from? The bees. Everybody talking about, you know, kill them, this, that, and the other. You can't do that. And the reason why you say it is because you're not learned. You don't understand the ecosystem, the economy of life. If you would know that, then you say, well, listen, if all them go away, then don't nothing go in my belly. Don't nothing go to the cows and all that. It, it stops. So God, he it's a, it's a method to his madness. So he talks about it in a different form. He says milk and honey. So he's saying the honey, the bee is going to produce the honey. But, but the bee is also... It accounts for a whole lot of other things that you need. But God stops it right there with the milk and with the honey. But when you transpose milk and honey, what that means now is that I got to figure out a way to get how, how does honey, how do I get cash out of honey? That's where we're at. And so we are being very limited because we don't know. And all y'all want is, okay, give me money without using what God gave you. He said, I'm going to show it to you. He, and he had to present it like this because we don't live in that same time. So when he talked to them about milk and honey, they didn't have green cash. So now you have to understand what did God mean for us? And I got to close. I got to close with this. Now watch this. We're going to go back to Let's go back to Exodus 3 and 8, and then I'm and then I gotta wrap this up for today. He says, uh, a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place. Now watch this, unto a place of the Canaanites. Unto a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now the Canaanites, by short definition, is to be translated as merchants. Now, these are all the people that's got your stuff. Are you a merchant? Are you a merchant? Are, do you have the capacity, the wherewithal? What are you doing right now to bring money to you? A Canaanite was a merchant and he's in your land. In other words, he's got all the stores. He's got all the stuff you need. He controls all the banks. The Canaanites and the Amorites and all that, when you look at the Hittites, all they were derivatives of. In other words, they came out of. When you go back, I don't have time to get into it, but when you look at the sons of Noah, all these came out of Ham. And I would tell you what, what happened to Ham's people, which is in direct correlation to what happened to black people and why God stripped black people. That's for another message. But there's a reason why we're struggling. I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. Watch this, though. So when you look at uh, they were merchants, they were scientists, they were inventors, and they were derivatives of 
the Canaanites. Cain, Ham begot Cain. Uh, Cain. Ham did. It was a uh, Canaanite. So that, that all came off of that, that particular trunk, that root. That's where it came from. So anyway, the Hittites and the Amorites and all this, in other words, they were prominent people. But all these people that are prominent, whether they white, whether they're Arab, all these folks in the Middle East that got this oil, they got gold in Africa and Africa ain't even, they got it there, but they, they got to mine it all out. They don't have control of it the way that they, that they need to. And that's one reason why they keep on trying to infect African people and, and to make them extinct. That's the reason why they're doing it, because the land is rich. So if the land is rich, the, the folks that are creative and corrupt, what they say is, let's kill the people in the land. Because if you kill the people in the land, then the land becomes yours and you have the ingenuity to get out of the land what's in it, which is going to make you prosperous. I got to quit. I got to quit. So in other words, uh, in, in summary, this thing is somebody else has your stuff. And God is wants to bless you. And he really wanted to bless you in a hurry, but you didn't have the patience or you felt that you didn't have the wherewithal to go to school and to be a doctor. And when I, I talk about medical doctor, whatever it is, or a scientist or whatever. So you, you, you got afraid. And you said, well, I'll let them create a system that I can survive off of, which continues to keep you in Egypt, which is not landmass, but a mindset of, of, of a narrow place. You're restricted. And so we have, we have conditioned ourselves to live very restricted and, and live off of the man, live from the man's hand, the hand of the Egyptians oppressed, suppress the people of Israel. And we're still doing that today. Master, how much you going to give me? God is saying, I'll, it's in you. You can go as far as you want to go. Okay? You got to believe that. And you got to know that. So my job is to get you out of the land. Again, I mean, uh, yeah, out of the Egyptian place. But again, I've got to arrest your mind. Okay? So we start off, this is an introduction. This is uh, the money series, one-on-one. This is one-on-one today. And I hope I hope you got something out of it. I really do. I, I really do. I know it's not a typical Sunday morning message, but it is a critical Sunday morning message. Why? It's because we all live here. We all live here. And we all want this more than anything because, you know, y'all like Louis Vuitton and y'all like Gucci. And y'all like all that kind of stuff, all that you want to do. And then you want to act like you got something going on vacation when they get the stimulus and all that stuff. All these folks getting a little stimulus money, going on vacation, flexing, posting stuff all on Facebook and all that. Like you got some, you ain't got nothing. Number one, people that got money, you don't hear them talk about it. That's the first filter you need to put in. If they talking about they got money, they ain't got no money. People that got money, they don't talk about their money. They don't talk about it. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it was not necessary. They don't talk about money. They just don't talk about it. Ain't nobody's business. But I, I want to help my people. I want to help my people. Remember this, the worst is over. If you can get what I'm saying, 
The best is yet to come. Your quality of life, if it ain't gotten better, is going to get better and better and better. And if you stick with me, if you stick with me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. You will live and not die and declare. You're going to be able to declare. Why? Because you're going to be able to walk in the strength and the might and the power of God. You're going to be able to declare the works of God. In other words, you will be a walking, living epistle. This won't be something that you heard about. This will be something that you living about. It's a part of you. Because I'm telling you right now, most people to go to church, they, they're not having. Yeah, you are having a church experience, but you're not really having a God experience. Most people, I'm not saying that carte blanche, but most people, most people go to church. They live in defeat. But they go in and they're they're they, they may not even be reading it. They may not, but they listen to the pastor, but they're not getting it's not getting in them to bring about change. OK. And so, you know, I ain't hooping today. I ain't hooping. But I am going to give you something that's going to save your soul. This is a part of salvation. It ain't just being saved. So you so you get to heaven. Forget about that. I mean, that's great, but anybody can do it. All you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And the Bible says, and you shall be saved. But that don't mean that you're going to live. An, uh, that don't mean that you will live a prosperous life here. You can still live a defeated life and be saved. I want to be to where, you know, if I go out and if I see a couple stallions, I mean, big 2,000 pounds a piece beautiful and Arabian stallions. If I want to go ride on them, I can ride on them. If I want to go over and I want to stay in this beach house that's got all this water around it, I can do it if I want to go do it. If I want to go to Dubai or any of those other countries and I want to stay for a month, I can do it. I want you to be able to do that. And I want you to, when you wake up in the morning, money is working for you. Not you working for money. Money is working for you. Oh, we're going to get there. We got to get there. We got to get there. Be blessed, y'all. I'll see you on Wednesday. I'll see you on Wednesday. Blessings on your life.